You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from looking out of my window, simply magnificent, sunny, and beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. So grateful that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. And all I can say is, I believe that the spirit has drawn you here today because boy, do I have a show for you. Well, how are you doing? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you are listening to the show is the right time. Well, it has been a rainy, rainy week here in the South, uh, but now the sun is out and shining. It's a breezy, beautiful, sunshiny day. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, I have a show for you. My very special guest is Shana Rattler. She's going to be talking about a God shift a divine move from disruption to destiny. Anybody feel like you've been shifting lately? (laughs) Let me put my hand up in the areas of money, what you want to do, what you feel like you should be doing, relationships. Well, I don't know what she's going to say, but I do believe that it's going to be divine. So just a couple of things. Um, how do you listen to my show? Do you listen on iTunes, iHeart, or possibly just that little purple podcast? Well, I'm going to ask you to, I know on some of these sites, they have a place for you to make comments about the show. And so I would like for you to make a comment about the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. How is it helping you? How is it blessing you? And I think you can rate it four or five stars. I know you guys are going to give me a five. And why am I doing this? Because I really want more people to know about the show, and that will uh, really attract more people. So do that for me. What else? I'm looking for ambassadors for the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. So what is an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody who represents the show. So what you would do is simply every week on your timeline, you would just say something like, wow, I have listened to the show today. Constance has a great guest or Constance did some awesome teaching. This is the link to the Think, Believe, and Manifest show and just share it on your social media. If you're interested in that, email me because what I'm going to give people for doing that consistently once a week uh, is 
a 30-minute coaching session. How about that? So email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. You see, I think we hear so much fake news. It's time to hear some great news. You know, the Bible says uh, they call the New Testament the good news. And so we know whatever you listen to here, I call it your eye gate, your ear gate, and your mouth gate, whatever you look at, it expands and it gets bigger. And what I'm uh, thinking about doing is having all of the ambassadors come together. I'm going to do a Zoom call. So I want ambassadors in Australia, different parts of the world, Africa, South America, of course, the U.S., Europe, so we can just spread the word about the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Also, you can follow me on social media, on Instagram, and on TikTok. Y'all better follow me on TikTok. (laughs) Somebody said, Constance, when are you going to dance? I'm not going to dance, but I'm going to be laying down some powerful one-minute wisdom nuggets on life and the law of attraction. So uh, on TikTok and Instagram, it's law of attraction constants. And on Facebook, it's coach with constants. And on Twitter, it's law of attraction constants. Anything else I want to say? Yes. uh, If, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to change it to... I know that the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show is blessing your life. You know how I know? Because I'm getting all of these emails and on social media. Constance, thank you so much since I've been listening to the show. One lady said, I manifested love. I've stopped drinking. Um, I I got a new man and and, uh, all of the above. And so since this show is a bl- is blessing you, I'm thanking you in advance for your donation and for your gift. And I just have a principle that I use in my life that whatever is blessing you, you give back to it. I have been listening to a guy from India. Never met him in person, but I am going to send him a donation because his work has been blessing me. It has enriched me. It has expanded me. And, and, and uh, when I get the recording today, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So there are two ways that you can do that. You can cash at me at dollar sign Constance Arna, no spaces, or you can go to myfulfillingyourpurpose.com and hit the red donate button. And of course, while you are on that page, you can take a look at my products, my services, and, and click the coaching button and you will see all of my video testimonies of people who, who I have coached or who I'm currently coaching. And of course, you guys know if you're interested in coaching, uh, we can do a discovery call. 
And you know what that is about. That's simply where you say, Constance, I've been thinking about coaching with you. We would do a 20-minute discovery call. No coercion. I'm not trying to sell you anything. We're going to see if we're a match. I'm basically going to be listening to you, where you are and what you desire to be or where you desire to go. I think that is it. Is there anything else? Oh, lastly, uh, people have been asking me, are you going to do a mastermind? You know, my current mastermind is full. So somebody asked me, are you going to do a mastermind before the end of the year? And I am thinking about, underline the word thinking about possibly doing a four-week mastermind in December, getting you ready for the new year. Think about that. And so I would do it on a Sunday because Christmas is on a Saturday. So it's only going to be four weeks. Because, see, it's just not enough to listen to me. You, you can look at your life right now and see that there are some areas that, man, you know you need to work on. You've been listening to me, but I want to teach you really intimate one-on-one um, -on -one secrets and principles of manifestation that I don't have time for. So just imagine, uh, at least on my show, um, but just imagine being in the room with me and probably 20 other people. And it would be uh, on the spot coaching, you know the deal. So let me know if you think you would be interested in that last mastermind. I don't know what I'm, what I'm gonna call it, but I'm just, I might be calling it uh, getting ready for 2022 or how to go into 2022 with the big bang because you know businesses they already have rolled out their plan and they're thinking for 2022 and I want you to do the same for your own personal life so everybody um, let's uh, get ready for this powerful message a God shift so let's go to these commercials and I'm going to be right back for the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Everybody, I'm back and really, really excited. And I know what y'all are saying. Constance, you've been excited for 12 years and you are exactly right. But my very special guest today is Ms. Shana Rattler. 
this woman has so much going on, but she is the founder of the God Shift Movement. Uh, she's a prophetic minister, author, and speaker, and she empowers people or organizations all over the world. And she wants to teach them and us today how to experience a God Shift that moves them out of disruption, every time I hear that word, it makes me want to shake, and into a greater destiny. Uh, she's helped celebs, influencers, political dignitaries, corporate executives, and she has been featured on over 450 media outlets. She has it going on, y'all, and today she's going to be talking about a God shift, a divine move from disruption to destiny. Miss Shana Rattler, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you for having me. Every time somebody reads my bio, I'm always like, Lord, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I have been looking forward to this uh interview all week. So we're just going to dig right in. We want to hear your story about your God shift. And then I'm going to pull some questions straight from your playbook. Okay. Um, so let's go. Tell us about your, your God shift. Well, actually I had two. Okay. Um, the first one God gave me the second one I imposed on myself, mm -hmm. but God is committed to his results. So he still got me where it was that he needed me to be and is taking me where he needs me to go. But long story short, back in 2018, I had a successful multi six figure business where I was working with celebrities. I was speaking all over the world. Um, I was very well known for if you want to land corporate sponsors, I was the person that you call to either help you land them or teach you how to land them. And all of a sudden, Constance, like everything in my business was drying up. Like I've always been the type of person that has had the ability to say, this is what I want to get done. I get the information to figure out how it needs to get done. And then I make it happen, whether I make it happen on my own or whether I hire the right coach, the right consultant or the right service provider. But none of that was happening in my business in 2018. And I jokingly say, although it wasn't funny at the time, that everything I touched turned to dirt. <laughs> and yes, I realized that the saying is everything I touched turned to gold, but everything I touched turned to dirt. People were hiring me for things that I knew I could do well, probably in my sleep, that I could not perform. And I just thought to myself, I don't know what is going on. Like I start my book saying, what the hell is going on? This is six words that I believe believers ask at one time or another in their life, because I was like, Lord, you just told me to write this book that I really didn't want to write. I spent about $30,000 on this book launch and didn't sell many books. Um, you know, my opportunities are drying up. My relationships no longer feel fulfilling. I haven't made a, it was like April. I hadn't made a quarter of the money that year that I would normally have made. Like what is going on? And, you know, not to bore the audience with the details, but I was being called to ministry and the Lord knows his daughter. And so some people, you know, can be tapped on the shoulder. If it's time to shift, I have to be shoved. I almost have to be hit over the head with a two by four. And the Lord knew that. And so he knew that if he had need of me, two things, one, I would consider myself the least likely. I still consider myself the least likely to be chosen to build the kingdom. Secondly, if he had have allowed my business to continue to flourish, I would have never paid attention to the signs. And there were plenty of them. If the audience gets my book, I talk about all of the signs and indications that I could not ignore to know that the Lord was, was, was calling me to ministry. So that was my initial God shift. 
But my grave mistake was, go ahead, go ahead. Is that in the spring of 2019, while I was on a spiritual retreat in Bali, Indonesia, the Lord gave me a very clear vision of what my ministry was going to consist of. And he promised me that I would speak and teach in stadiums, that I would have a television show and that I would work with celebrities and politicians. Now, I know that he's able to do anything that he wants to do and he could do it like that. But in my mind, I was like, okay, well, that's probably not going to happen in the next 90 days to six months. And the word says that he'll bless what we put our hands to. So I want to make sure that I'm in action and that I'm doing something. So what I did was something that I believe is an easy mistake for people to make is I took that new vision and I filtered it through old perspective. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Keep going. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is I have been in the coaching world for so long that everything, every new idea that was presented, presented to me, I filtered it through the lens of being a coach. And, and can't we all do that? Like anytime you've been in an industry for a certain amount of time, or you've been doing anything for a certain amount of time, it's as if you get blinders on and you filter everything through that lens. Like I was the person that Constance, you could say to me, like, I'm going to start selling this wonderful product. And I'm like, girl, you can start a program teaching people how to use it and make even more money. Like that's just the world that I had been in so, for so long. So even though he clearly gave me the vision of stadiums, a television show and celebrities and politicians, I took that vision and created a coaching business out of it. So my second God shift of everything that I had to go through, through the half of 2019 and all of 2020 was my own fault because I was so worried about giving him something to bless that I didn't even give him a version of the vision to bless. I was way over here. <laughs> you know, right. he, he said I was going to be your way over here. What I created was way over here. And it wasn't that what I created wasn't good. It wasn't that what I created didn't help people, but all along, I knew that it was too small. I knew that the anointing on my life was way too big for what I had created, but I had no idea what I should be doing. So my first God shift was he shook up my life because I believe my definition of a God shift is anytime disruption collides with God's purpose and moves you into a greater destiny. And I believe that God uses disruption and unexpected circumstances to get our attention. So he did that in 2018. But I filtered that old, that new vision through old perspective and I put a coaching business around it and I had to go through, an, you know, another God shift, which I do believe that God shifts are reoccurring. But had I have just stuck to the vision, I probably would be where I am now or further a lot faster. That's my belief. Right. There's so many nuggets here. And, you know, and so uh, I'm going to go to your playbook, which is your book. You know, I raised my hand three or four times, um, you know, when you when you talked about your business drying up. So we're speaking to listeners all over the world who are in the middle of the pandemic. And we know that that has been a shift so so why does this, I love your book, the way you broke it down just in three uh, segments like awake, align and activate. So let's talk about awakening. We yeah. know a lot of people are feeling like I don't want to go back to work or I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. So why disruption? Yeah. Why does God have to disrupt and what does it look like and feel like? Absolutely. That's a great question. The bottom line is something is just off. And you may not know what, but you know, you don't like it. You know, whether it's you're at a crossroads as to whether you stay on the right path or not. If you're feeling burned out, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if your relationships and your opportunities are drying up. But disruption doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes disruption can be you're being called to leave everything, you know, like Abram was in Genesis 
you know, and you, you were sent to the other side of the country to leave, you had to leave everybody you knew, but you made the most money you've ever made in your life. Maybe you've accomplished everything, everything that you've set out to accomplish, but yet there's still just this inkling that you feel like there's another level of success with your name on it. But I believe that anytime that we are not on the path that, that God has planned for us, he is going to do something to get our attention. And most times it has to come in the form of a negative disruption. I think that's the one that we identify with the most. And I think that that's the one that we remember and probably give our attention to the most. But if, if, if most people are like myself, and I believe they are, if there was no interruption, we would continue along the path. And the, I believe that the Lord is committed to his results. And if there's a place, if there's something that he wants you to see, if there's something that he wants you to learn or there's someplace else he needs you to go, he has to get your attention and he knows his children. And for some people, he can tap them on the shoulder. And then others of us, he has to be like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and so you said in sharing your story that, I mean, even though you were doing great and awesome things, that God had had a bigger vision for you. So do you believe for listeners who might be, have been working from home for the last 18 months and they're feeling kind of antsy in some kind of way that there's a good shift uh, that, that if they would open up themselves to receive it, that needs to happen? Absolutely. Um, I believe that there was something that we were supposed to learn from this pandemic. And what I hope is that people have used this time to complete the things that they have been using time as the excuse. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't accomplished those things, then I hope they recognize that time was not the issue. So now maybe we can dig a little bit deeper because you know how it is. Like I would have written the book if I would have just had the time. I would have started the business if I would have just had the time. Well, for most of us, unless you were an essential worker and you were on the front lines and your life didn't change a whole lot, if anything, it got busier, we've had nothing but time. So the question is, what did you do with that time? And this is an opportunity for many of us to create the life that we say we've always desired, right? Yeah. Like this is a time for us to be able to explore new hobbies and interests. This was a time for us to maybe even explore new career paths or get some educa online education under our belts. So this is a great time for people to reinvent themselves. You know, obviously none of us saw this pandemic coming. Well, some of us did. Um, none of us wanted to be in the middle of something that we could not control and, and in many ways still can't control. But the question is, is what did you do with that time? Like the person that you need to become, the person that you've always wanted to become, the things that you've always wanted to do, did you do it? That's good. That's good. And if so not, why? So people need to wake up. So there's always a nudge, an inkling, a restlessness. So, you know, this is the law of attraction. So I got to ask you this, and it relates to your story. A lot of people have visions and dreams and kind of like you, they step out and try to make them, them happen. So do you believe that if people are awakened to a new shift, they need to sit with that vision and then let the spirit direct them? What's your take on that? Not, not always, because the vision that you have, especially, you know, if it's a, if it's if it's a divine vision, right? Like it's it's a the vision is divine download that you feel like, you know, you should be doing. God has already done the biggest piece of his part. Right. So what I say is, is that when you have a vision, don't immediately jump to the do. I Good. don't think it's any mistake that we're called human beings 
and not human doings. So the best tip that I can give for how do you shift successfully is focus on who do you need to become? Well, I did a podcast one time and I was talking about determining God's will for your life. And in that podcast, I said, instead of us asking, what should we do? We should ask, what role do I need to play in the earth? Like, who do I need to become? Because if we focus on developing the parts of ourselves that helps us become a better and higher version of ourselves, oftentimes the doing either takes care of itself or we put ourselves in a better position to be able to identify what to do. But if we skip past becoming and just go straight to the doing, then we're never going to live up to our fullest potential because in nothing in our lives can rise higher than who we are as the individual. So you can get a plan together. You can either create a plan on your own. You can hire someone to help create a plan and a strategy for you. But if you have not become the person that can carry that load, you're still going to drop it. Oh, that's so we that's can't powerful. jump straight to doing. Yeah. So who did you become? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, just share with listeners just what that looks like. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm still becoming. So becoming. all of these areas that I'm going to tell you that I had to become, I'm okay. not, I have not mastered. So let me just be honest. But I first had to become le- less ju- judgmental. Mm-hmm. I had to become more compassionate. I had to become more patient. I had to become someone that didn't have to have it all figured out. I had to become someone that was willing to be open to the zigzag. I believe one of the most important things that we have to do and one of the hardest things at the same time to do when we're shifting from any one place to the next is letting go. Letting go of what we had in mind or who we had it planned to include, right? And so I have not mastered all of those things. I think I'm, I'm pretty close to mastery on letting go because I'll drop you in a heartbeat. <laughs> but um but I'm still not as compassionate as I could be. Uh, Lord knows I'm not as patient as I could be. I'm not as you know free of judgment as I, as I should be. So I'm still a work in progress. But I know that when the Lord said to me, the gifts and the talents and the abilities that you've been using to build the marketplace, I now want you to use them to help me build the kingdom. Because right. I believe that we're in a season right now and not a short season. I think it's where, the, where we're shifting is that some people say that he's that, that new voices are being raised up. I don't believe that many of us are new voices, but what I do believe is that people's ears are being tuned to a different frequency. And so many people are over church as usual. So many people are tired of the scandals. They're tired of religiosity. They're retired of the inflexibility that most believers try to impose on you that the Lord said, I, I don't want you to change too much about who you are because then they won't identify with you they won't relate with you and i need them to be able to relate with your six inch heels and your big bold necklace and your country silly accent and your funny you know your funniness and your wittiness because that's what's going to draw them in like i'm used to being on red carpets i'm used to being in boardrooms and they need to hear the message from somebody that that looks like them and, and, and lives like them. So some of what I had to become was really just refining some of my character traits that can come off a little, <laughs> a little bit, you know, gotcha. yeah, that's good. I wanted you to share that because a lot of times um, listeners have big dreams and it looks like it's not happening, but the way you unpacked God has to, we have to become the thing, have become the character in, in order to carry the weight of that manifestation. I, that I, believe, is, I believe that he prepares us 
for what it is that he has prepared for us. And he's not going to give it to us before we're prepared. So Good. if there's something, if there is, so if there's something that has not happened, you need to first check. Did you hear correctly? If you know it's something that you're supposed to be doing, you need to ask yourself, did I miss a step? Did, was there a step that I, I did, but I didn't do right? Or am I just flat out not ready? Because you're not, he's not going to give you anything. Just like he won't give you more than you can bear. He won't give you what you aren't ready for either. And that's just a universal principle. Even if, if there's someone listening that, you know, says, oh, I don't believe in God. The universe, if that's, you know, the language that you want to use, I personally don't subscribe to that language, but whatever, whatever it is in your life that has not happened, sometimes it's because you haven't done something properly. Other times it's just, it's just not time. And the, and the one oh, of my things will help me wait well. Uh, I'm going to steal that. I'm writing it down. Wait, well, okay. Yes. Help that me wait well. So because, because the reality is, is that there's some things in my life that are not going to happen until he's good and doggone ready to give it to me. And so I just have to learn how to wait well. So I want to, uh, I'm moving on to, to a line, but when you talked about letting go, that includes relationships, because if God is shifting you to another level, then some of those old relationships, how can listeners navigate that process? That shift, that that's a tricky one, not tricky because it's, not because it's difficult to identify. It's tricky because sometimes the main people that you need to let go of are those that have played the closest roles in your life. Some of us are laying on a pillow next to someone every single night that don't need to be there. Not you, te for where you, you teach in that girl, keep going. Not for, not for where you're going. Mm. Now there's some no. of us, that the, the person should have never been in our lives to begin with, but there's some of us that our assignments have expired people's roles in our lives have expired and we have to recognize that keeping people on our team that are not designed to go where we're going is just adding extra baggage. So it's like trying to, you, you know, you get to the airport and you're late for your flight and you need to run, but you can't because you overpacked. So if you have people that are in your life, you're, you've overpacked and not only can they not go where you're going? You can't go where you're going because you'll never get there because you've got too much on you to move. And so you have to ask yourself, if this is someone who is in my life that doesn't have to be there, like I'm not related to them. I'm not, you know, they're not my mom. They're not my child. They're not my spouse. Then you just have to have the courage to say, listen, this season is over. If it's somebody that you're more intimately attached to, you have to ask yourself, are there boundaries that I can put in place to improve this relationship so that this person can still play a role in my life? And if so, are both of us willing to do what needs to be done in order for that to happen? Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, for the sake of our destinies, we have to sever ties with people that we would have never imagined we would have to sever ties to. Oh, I think yeah. that that's probably the least of those. But there's some people that, that have toxic people in, in their families that birthed them. Absolutely. And you don't get to be toxic in my life. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. That's divine wisdom. That. Yeah, I don't have to tolerate that. Yes, you're my mother. Yes, you're my father. Yes, you're my child. Yes, you're my spouse. But I don't have to tolerate toxic energy and toxic behavior. I don't care who you are. So juicy. So let's, <laughs> talk, about, let's talk about a line. 
which is the second uh, section of your book. You guys, at the end, she's going she's gonna to give you all of her info, but this book is so good. You got to get it. Aligned with God's purpose for your life. And you talk about elevating and preparing for God's purpose. You touched on that a little bit, but how can listeners do that? What would that look like? You have to put him first. I believe that there's another level of destiny that awaits all of us. But there's gonna, but we're gonna have to do some things his way in order for it to be revealed and in order for us to access it. So we really have to spend some time in his presence, getting to know who he is, being able to be better in tune with his voice, um, being better able to cut out some of the noise so that we can hear the instructions. Sometimes it's not that he's not speaking. It's almost always not the fact that he's not speaking. It's just that we have too much junk in our lives. Our eye gates are receiving too much information after every day. Our ear gates are receiving too much information every day. And sometimes we just need to get still and get quiet so we can know what it is that is being asked of us, whether it is to do something or whether it is to become something. Um, you know, I, I believe that Sometimes he is quiet. That doesn't mean he, he's not working. But I, I believe that there are times in our lives where we know what the promise is, but there's actually things that can block that. And I believe too much motion in our lives is, is one, of, one of the big things that, that keep us you know, from, from aligning and being able to even know what it is that, that's being asked of us next. We know we don't like where we are but we have no clear direction for where we're going because we can't really hear the instructions because there's too much junk. And some of us, we just need to clean up our physical space. Like we're, we haven't even made room in our physical lives to be able to attract something new. Like mental clutter is one thing, but I think we underestimate the power of physical clutter in our environment. There's no room. True. So there's true. No room. So in your own life, personally, getting a little nosy here. Yeah. Uh, so when you say you're aligning and to get quiet, do you have a practice or a rhythm that you get in every day that you uh, where you can prepare yourself spiritually? What does what does that look like for listeners? So I would lie. I would lie if I said I was consistent on at it at it on a daily basis. My goal every day is um, to read a devotional. Um, I have I actually have a church member who sends me the page of whatever devotional she's reading every single morning. So um, I, I, I let that be the first thing that I that I see when I pick up my phone. And I do attempt to try to spend some quiet, some quiet time, not necessarily just asking for anything, but just trying to be in tune for what the what the day would bring. But what I do do and what I recommend that listeners do is every now and then I go on a stillness fast. And so basically, Ooh, a still, a basically a stillness fast is I don't have any conversations that don't have to be had. Like, obviously, if I had an interview scheduled or I had a conference call, you know, I have to be at work. I can't cancel those things, but I don't watch any television. I don't la I don't listen to any music that is not, um, you know, worship music or something that, that keeps me kind of in, kind of in a, in a good vibe and in a good presence. I don't watch any television. I don't look at social media. And I and I do that for three straight days. And sometimes that's just what you need to unload the cares of the world. Um, I read something one time that says we see over 10,000 messages every single day 
or wow. we're exposed to them, whether it's visual or audio, over 10,000 messages a day. That's a lot. Um, and so sometimes we need time, you know, whether, whether it's to try to get spiritually aligned or not, sometimes we just need time to be able to unpack and unwind and recharge without additional input coming in because we get so full that we don't have room for, for, for anything else. And so a stillness fast is a good way for me to get grounded, to get centered and kind of get some stuff off of me, if you will. That's good. You talk about deepening your faith when you yeah. are aligning. So it sounds like that what you just shared with listeners is one way that everybody can, can personalize their own individual spirituality. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, when I think about deepening your faith, Constance, a deeper level of faith is going to be level is going to be required for any higher level that you go. Mm-hmm. It's very rarely going to make sense in your current context. It's always going to stretch you. Um, if it didn't, it, it's not faith. Like if it doesn't require you to be a little bit scared. Now, fear and faith have the same definition, believing in something that hasn't happened. So I believe that a little bit of fear is normal because I think if you're not scared, you're probably not playing a big enough game. But sometimes we're um, we're disguising what we say is faith and, and it's really prayer. And what does that look like? Oh, I'm going to pray about it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we're just using prayer as a form of procrastination because you heard what the Lord, you heard what you were supposed to do. You just chose not to do it. Whether you doubted him or you doubted yourself, you just chose not to do it. So you use the excuse that I'm going to pray about it. But the reality is, is that even if you don't know everything that you should do, you, there's probably nothing you can do based on what he's already said instead of waiting on what he's going to say. Like he already gave you the answer. You prayed yeah. about it. Stop being disrespectful. Stop being and- disrespectful. And you know, when people say, I'm praying and just waiting on God, I'm like, no, nah, you're not waiting on God. God's already done everything. You are. He's waiting on you. Yeah, absolutely. He's waiting on you. So how do you feel like people block the shifting? You know, when a distraction comes, sometimes people are afraid of it. They see it as lost. They can choose to see it that way. And they may block what God is trying to do. Yeah, there's a section in the book where there's a whole chapter of the book that's dedicated to this, and I call them destiny blockers. And those oh. are self-sabotaging habits and behaviors that even with the best of intentions, even with God on your side, can still prevent you from elevating to a higher level. Some of them are, we're looking for things to be comfortable and predictable. Ooh. Getting to destiny is very rarely going to be predictable, and I can almost guarantee you it's not going to be comfortable. Um, Some of us, we doubt ourselves. Some of us, we're, you know, we're really just fearful. Um, Sometimes we are comparing ourselves to other people. And I say, unless you're looking at somebody else for inspiration, like that, that's just a dangerous trap because it's very easy for me to confuse not only my assignment with your assignment, but your journey with my journey. And so sometimes that can really keep you stuck when you're looking to the left and you're looking, looking to the right and comparing yourself to other people. Um, I think doubt is a big one. I think I said that. Um, but I, I believe that if there's an area of your life that you're not getting traction in, it's usually disguised in, as some form of fear or inadequacy. That's good. So, so how would a person move through fear? Because let's just say hypothetically someone who, lost their job during pandemic or they got downsized. I mean, they're out of their comfort zone. It can, how do they move through fear and doubt in real life situations? 
employ the help of somebody that you know can help you get there. Because oftentimes the reason why we're fearful is because we don't know what to do. But we live in a world nowadays where there's no lack of resources. Like you can just be having a conversation with someone and the next thing you know, an ad pops up on your phone that's you know, giving you information about the exact same thing that you were just talking about. So I think, first of all, we have to remind ourselves, who are we? Like I, I'm an owner of an assisted living facility in, in addition to the television show and all the other things that I have going on. And I've been having some issues with this assisted living facility. And I was talking to my hairstylist the last time I was in his chair. And he said, while I recognize that are a lot, a lot of the things that you're experiencing are out of your control, which is like the example that you're giving if somebody lost your job, lost their job. But he said, I need you to remember who you are. I need you to remember that you're creative. I need you to remember that you are, you know, he goes down this litany of things. So I think sometimes we have to step, a t- take a step back and say, well, whatever happened is not an indication of who I am. Yeah. What, whatever did not happen is not an indication of who I am. So who am I and how can I pull on the strength of what I do know about myself? And sometimes that will be, at least begin to counteract the doubt and the fear that you're having. And then sometimes we just can't see the forest for the trees. So we need to have a conversation with someone who understands who we are and has been there, done that, got the t-shirt. They can either help us create a plan or actually walk us through the plan. The problem is, is that we're not willing and, and, and social media and corporate America. And there's a lot of culprits, but there's very little places nowadays that we can be visibly, visibly vulnerable. Absolutely. That's and exactly so, you know, true. if you're not willing to open up and say to somebody like I'm struggling, I have no idea where I'm going or how to get there. Well, then you can kind of pretty much say you want to stay stuck. You know what I mean? Like at least find one person that you can trust to say, I don't, I don't need, I don't know what the hell is going on. Can you help me figure this out? And can you walk with me to help me get there? Or do you know somebody who can? So good. Yeah. I tell you, you're the perfect guest. Well, and, and, so, and so do you believe that God shifts open us up to the miraculous and to miracles if we're open to it. Yeah. I think we have to make room for miracles because miracles are business as usual for God, but we have to make room for a miracle. We have to, um, like I, like I talked about, we have to clear out mental clutter. We have to clear out physical clutter. We have to have enough faith to believe that it can happen, not just that it can happen, but that it can happen for us. You know, we have to we have to ask for the courage to move forward, even when our steps are laced with, you know, laced with uncertainty. But miracles are around us and waiting to happen every single day. That We're just so not good. always a willing participant in order to receive them, but they're there. And so for listeners, I'm just trying to demystify the myth around, oh, my God, you know, stability. I can't afford to have my life disrupted. But really, it's just wonderful things are on the other side of where you are right now. Like you said, absolutely, if you're absolutely, absolutely. You know, you can't afford not to. Like, ju- like, just imagine if the pipes burst in your house right now. Most of us don't have a pipes burst budget laying somewhere. We don't have an account somewhere for when the pipes burst. But if your house is steadily rising higher and higher with water, you don't say, I can't afford to fix the pipes. You can't afford not to. 
So, you know, so I would say to someone who says like, oh, I can't, you know, for my life to be disrupted. Well, first of all, the disruption is coming. Unexpected circumstances are coming. They're around many corners. You can't stop them. But you have to recognize that it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. You can't afford for it not to happen. Not if you want to get what it is that you say you want to get. Not if you want to have what it is that you say you want to have. Not if it's if you want to go where it is that you say you want to go. Usually things have to fall apart in order for something to fall into place. Do you believe that a lot of people, or has it been your experience that a lot of people are kind of bored? They're going with the status quo. They know that there should they should be doing and being more, but they're just choosing to stay where they are. I believe that's the big piece of it. I believe that that's probably 75% of it. It's choice. You know why? Because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because it requires work. And many of us talk about changing. Many of us pray about changing, but very few of us are doing anything to change. I don't know if I talk about this in the book or not, but I believe that there's a difference in being interested in something and being committed. When you're interested in something, that's when you give up when, you know, you you get a little bit of a challenge. Well, my financial aid didn't go through. I guess I'm not supposed to go to college. Mm -hmm. But when you're committed, that's when you keep going regardless. And I believe that it's not until we're committed that that the how shows up. So good. And then that last uh, segment is activate your date with destiny. Expound on that. And what would that look like uh, for listeners? Yeah. So I have a formula that I talk about in the book and it's called give, get, go. And it's give God authority in your life, get in his presence and go where you're needed next. So once you've gotten everything that we've talked about for the last 30 minutes kind of behind you, Now you have to ask yourself, like, what are some of the practical things that are going to get me from point A to point B, right? If you know you want to start a business, if you know you want to get a new job, well, what do you need? What what are some of the things that you need to do in the next 30 days? Do you need to update your resume? Do you need to create a business plan? Do you need to whatever it is? You know, the the opportunities are, are, are limitless. But now now that you understand what it is that you want. Now that you understand what it is that you believe God wants for you. Now it is that you have had the opportunity to get rid of some of the obstacles that could actually prevent you from getting there. Now it's time to go. But most of us don't ready, aim, fire. We fire, ready, aim, or fire, aim, ready. Like like we, we just jump straight to the doing, but we haven't gotten clear on where we're going. We haven't gotten rid of some of the things that could get us there with more grace and ease. And we want to just jump into going like, no, you don't go until you know where you're going and got all the obstacles out of your way. You know, you check the weather when you're, when you're going out of town, you decide where you're going to go. You check the weather, you check the traffic, you check, you check all of the different variables that you know, that could impact you getting to your destination. Why don't we do that in any other area of our lives? Powerful question. Why do we not? So are you happier or or do you feel like I'm really, I'm in the vibe of what I was created to be and do? What is your experience right now? So my experience right now is that I I told you that I haven't mastered patience. It's not happening fast (laughs) enough for me. (laughs) Transformation never I don't see the fruit fast enough. (laughs) And I'm just being, and I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord, it was April of 2019. 
when you um, gave me this very clear vision. I do have a television show. Grateful for that. Um, but where are these celebrities? Where are these politicians? Where are these stadiums? And I know if he said it, that, that it's coming. Um, but but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen fast enough for me. And so when I say, Lord, help me to wait well, that's not a prayer I prayed. It's a prayer I'm praying. Help me to wait well, because I, I know it's coming. I know if you said it, that settles it. Right. Like that's that's not just a cliche like that. That's for real. Like he's not a man that he should lie. So if he told me that he's going to do it, I know it's coming. But help me to wait well and trust that you're not going to allow anything to to fall apart in, in the meantime, you know, I had, Lord knows I had missed a meal. If I stood up, you'd be like, well, I see, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I haven't missed the bill. I haven't missed paying any bills. Um, but I'm, I'm, st- I'm still waiting on the manifestation of, of, of many of his promises. I get that. So I'm, I'm happy to know that I'm on the path and I know where I'm going and I know what's coming, but I'm not happy about how long it's taking to get there. Yeah. Thank you for that honesty. So yeah. do you miss any any uh, previous lifestyle, the way things were, do you miss that? Or, or are you kind of really settling into this is what God has for me right now? I don't have to miss it because nothing is wasted. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is wasted. Like there are so many times, you, you know, I thought that when I said yes to God, I had to say no to business. I thought when I said yes That's to God, right. I had to say no to strategy. Like everything that I do ministry-wise is still business. Everything that I do ministry-wise is still strategy. Pe- you know, th- there are so many times that I have conversations with people that I'm still able to share with them, you know, some of the things that I know about, about business and strategy and organizational excellence. Like nothing, nothing is wasted. And while I don't go out and seek out those opportunities because that's not the lane that I'm actively in, no, nothing is wasted. See, I thought that I was going into an or season where it had to be this or that. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was June of 2019 that he was like, no, I'm taking you into an and season. Nothing is going to be wasted. So I, there's nothing for me to miss because not, not, nothing has been wasted. Well, I'm glad you shared that. And I asked that question intentionally because I've had listeners send me an email, you know, saying that, you know, I feel like this is what I'm I'm called to do, but I've been doing this other thing so long and I feel like I would have to give that up. So, so what you shared was just very insightful. And yeah, really sometimes assignments, assignments have expired. I believe that there's a difference between assignment and calling. Calling is what you do. Assignment is the impact that you have or who you help. And assignments can change with the seasons. Some of us need to give ourselves permission to let go of assignments that have, ex- that have expired, but it doesn't change your calling. You know, my, you, you know, the call, my, my calling now in terms of what I do is, um, you know, delivered a little bit differently than it may have been in the past. But my purpose has always been to help people's dreams come true. Whether I was in third grade volunteering at the at the nursing home and reading books to people about places that they knew that they, their bodies could not physically go, whether it was helping people to start and grow businesses so that they could create, um, you know, financial freedom for their family, or whether it's now helping people get over disruption so that they can chase their destiny. Like my purpose hasn't changed. Where I'm going hasn't changed. My calling has not changed, but my assignment shifted. And if I would have been more attached to holding on to the assignment of being a business coach than I was of my purpose taking me into my destiny, 
I would be doing myself a disservice. Now, I still get to use some parts of my brain, you know, in some of the things that I do now or the people that, you know, questions that people ask me or, you know, if my friends are going to start something, obviously I'm the one that they come to and I take great pleasure in being able to coach them for free because before I've been like, child, that's coaching. I get paid for that. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but no, like, like sometimes we do need to let go of an old assignment. And there's other times that much of that other assignment will be transferable into your new assignment. But there are people mm-hmm. that are out there that are praying for your yes. And so not only are you doing your destiny a disservice, you're doing their destiny a disservice because they're sitting around praying and waiting on you to say yes, but you won't let go of your old yes. So good. It's my last question. I got many more, but so, so what would you say to someone who's listening or watching this, who might be thinking or feeling, how do I find out what my divine assignment is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. One, ask. The Bible says if a man seeks wisdom, let him ask. Um, but be willing to do the work to be able to hear, spend time in his presence, spend time turning things off, being able to hear. But I do believe that oftentimes our purpose is where our passions and our pain intersect. So when you think about um, a couple of different things, one, things that people always come to you about, things that you've always wanted to do, or those things that you complain about, or that just flat out drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. Usually your purpose is at the intersection of, of those things somewhere. Um, what would you be doing if you, if you could do it every day and never had to get paid for it? Like, those are some great indications of what you should be doing. Or if you've ever said, well, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing that. Well, then my question to you is, why are you not doing that? Cause yeah. you just said out of your own mouth, you would be doing that. So why are you not making steps towards doing that? So I think many of us have a very great, um, idea of where it is that we're needed next. And if you don't, I would say, ask. He'll answer. Yeah, I thought that was my last question. Let's talk about money a little bit. Yes, I I, I can hear people saying, well, you know, I know I'm supposed to be doing this or helping here, but child, I need, I got to make sure I have enough money. How do we, how do we understand money and, and supply and prosperity as we are shifting? Money is attached to movement. So if you start moving and you you start taking steps towards what it is that you are supposed to be doing, money will come find you. But money is attached to movement. It ain't coming to you. You got to go to it. And so what I know is, is that it goes back to what I talked about with interested and committed. When you're committed and you show up every day and you do at least one thing to get you closer to your goal, the how is none of your business. I promise you it'll show up. The people that you need will show up. The money that you need will show up. The opportunities will show up. We believe that we need money to do things, but I believe we need to do things in order to have money. Truth. Yeah. Man, okay. This, this They're printing it out there, dog. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? They're printing it. <laughs> it's there. It is. It is. Uh, I have so many more questions. I'm going to have you back again. I give you my word on that. But uh, share with the listeners your website. How can they contact you? How can they get your book, etc.? 
Yes. So the website is a God shift and that's the best place to go for everything. I've got merchandise on that website. I've got the book on that website. You can listen to podcast episodes on that website. You can learn about the television show. Season one is, is, is has wrapped, but you any, anything that is related to the God shift and how to contact us, the email address is on there. But if you're on social media, the best place to follow me is on Instagram and my tag and my handle is, is a God shift. What would be your last parting words? It's been such an honor to interview you. What would be your last parting words to listeners? I would say that every day that you don't access the wisdom and the information that is needed is a day delayed to answer an amazing life that is calling you. So awesome. Yeah. You are a gift to the world, a gift Thank from you. God. I'm so glad that Pam connected us. Uh, she, she said, you two are going to really vibe together. And she, she's right on. You shared some powerful, life-changing, transformational revelation. I'm grateful to God for the gift of God in you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Mm -hmm. Everybody visit her website. You've got to get that book. You know, I have a, uh, I have Kindle, but sometimes I like to buy a book because I want to highlight it. it yeah, and it's suck. coming on Kindle. Everybody's like, where's the Kindle version? Where's the audio? It's coming. But listen, when I got the, when I got the idea for a God shift on December the 30th, within a month, I'd produced a whole season of a, of a television show and wrote this book. So I just haven't had time to do the Kindle and the audio, but it's coming. But right now, just get this book and write it, read it. I promise it'll change your life if you let it. You heard the woman. Everybody um, have a great weekend. As I say every week, get happy, stay happy, be happy, and just see what happens. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.